Straight Talk Uncut. What's up, everybody? It's Tellus. Back with another edition of Straight Talk Uncut. And this episode is being recorded on August 5th, 2016. And the quote for this episode goes like this. Don't let making a living prevent you from making a life. Again, don't let making a living prevent you from making a life. And that's by John Wooden. So I had a... um, I had a, 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 a epiphany, if you can call it that. That it actually wasn't an epiphany. It was just it was just something coincidental, right? So early in the day, a few days ago, someone asked me what was the uh, worst job I ever had, right? And and I you know I told them, and then they and then the person said, "That's so funny because." Her dad used to work there, and he said the same thing. And and, and the thing about it, and she said she went and I, like before I, I can even finish, because I was gonna go on with why, but she finished it for me. She said her, her, you know, her dad said it was the highest paying job he ever had, but it was the worst. And I was like, that's totally it. It was like it, it's, it's it was a job that you know a company and a job that most people you know outside of rock star outside of some artistic and creative and you get paid a lot of money to do it like if i if, if you could get paid um you know whatever you know whatever you know, outside outside the non-traditional means like like going back previous generation to where people were supposed to go work at a job 30 years and they and the, and the company took care of them this would be a dream job. It would be considered a dream company to work for in a dream job, right? And and uh, you know we discussed some more, and and pretty much what her dad said was the same sentiment as as I had. And I'm thinking her dad must be a creative type. I didn't even ask, but I, I guarantee he's so, he has some sort of other thing. You know what I mean? But it just so happened that. He was uh, he was probably good at that job, you know, or or circumstances um, made way for him to be employed by the company. And so later that evening, right, I ran into an old colleague from that from that same company. Now I I've, I haven't seen anyone from from that company in, in forever. Even though like there's a lot of people that live in my area, live in my neighborhood live where I live because it's like you know it's like people sort of migrate to be within a certain distance of certain employees and usually right usually uh, towns and cities and stuff are set up based on like the major employers right so uh, so you know I see I see a lot of people to where I can speculate Oh, they probably, you know, may, maybe they have a badge or some kind of decal on their car. But this was a specific person that not only worked for the same company, but was in the military with me. And I haven't seen this guy. I haven't talked to him in ages. But he was, he was, you know, he still works for the company. Matter of fact, he had on, he had on the uh, uh, the shirt. And um, now, granted, there are certain people, there are some people that they can 
they don't complain. You know, maybe their childhood and everything were 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 to a point to where they were just happy to be like gainfully employed, like really gainfully employed, family taking care of and everything. And and I, and I can totally get that. Matter of fact, that's that's the way I used to think. I, I used to feel bad when when I left that that career. I used to like, how can like like you know? I used to feel like 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 guilty. <laughs> you know, like how could you leave? This is like what what people talk about. This is what people strive to do. You know, I was like again outside of like being a rock and roll star or something like that. But um. But if you, if, if, like, someone, and I had, oh, matter of fact, I was at, I was at, um, I was at, and, and I noticed, look, if, if this, I doubt if you ever hear this, but, you know, I mean, this, this is my, the way I feel, right? I had my three girls with me. We were actually getting school supplies, uh, still had some school supplies to get, and, um, and, if you if from the outset if you were saw if you would ask somebody who was who was um happier like like happy in the sense of what people measure happiness like this, this like there's no doubt about it like as far as income this guy makes probably four or five times what I make for my for my job you know I mean like there's no doubt um but my level of happiness, first of all, not not happy in the sense I was I was actually happy to see this guy because it was is a guy that um, I always liked. It's not many people from that career field that I like, but it's, it's one of the guys that no matter what, like even when I even if I go months and months without seeing, him, although he lived right down the street, that's <laughs> so funny. If I go months and months without seeing, him, when I see him, it's just like we saw yesterday. He's not one of those guys to where it's awkward. He's, he's just like a down-to-earth guy. He was always like that, you know? Even in, in the military, he was just one of those guys to where I always wondered, like, why why didn't I keep in touch with that dude, you know? But um But but when I when I decided to leave that career field, it was it was after I started having kids, you know, which which made it like a catch-22 because it's like you think in a career field like that, that that sort of take like financially takes care of you, quote you know takes care of you you know because it, it it's big enough and it should be able to it takes care of you as long as you work and doing your job got benefits for your family and everything you know but after I started having kids that's when I saw another level of what happiness is supposed to be you know what I mean it, it was like it's one thing when it's just you. You know, it's just you and and um, and and you start you start working at this company, and then your family come along. Then your family is like second to that <laughs> to that career, which which happens. And I see it all the time. People get divorced because they there's you know they they are more uh, loyal to to their company to their job. You know, people miss out on shit on their kids, and from the onset, I knew I wasn't going to be. That, that guy, I, like I knew that instinctually because I, I didn't have people uh, come to my football games. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I just didn't have it. So I, I knew um, that was one of the things that I wasn't going to sacrifice. You know what I mean? So 
So, so when I when I think about that quote, "Don't let making a living prevent you from making a life," that's one of the things that I I, I got early on. But it's also it's also like when you see people who, um, even though they went through four or five divorces, <laughs> when you see them retire, you know, you see them retire, and then you know that they they did that thing at the sacrifice of of family and stuff like that but still you know they did that thing they're supposed to do now they at a point um after their retirement that they maybe could go on to do something else but a lot of them just go back into another job but you know what i don't know if i'm making sense but it's almost like when you see somebody uh you see some you see so, like when i see people that i was in the military with now getting like getting close to retirement you know and it's like now they they got that you know they're gonna have that check coming in and you know that that's like pretty much solid guaranteed income coming in because they put in the the 20 years 25 30 years and it's up to them to either go um in, into another some other thing or do something creative or start living their life i never wanted to wait to start living living the life you know what i mean i never wanted to wait that long that was my my whole thing and then, and then i didn't want it to cause family that was always my thing but still it, it still nudges at you you know in the back of your head like that did, did i even try to make it work with family like or, or did i just automatically assume it can't work with family because there, there are few, I mean, real few, few, like, I, I, I can only really think of, like, two cases of people in, it, in those same situations that I just talked about that are actually still married to, to the same person they started out with and have good relationship with their friends. I mean, with their friends, with their kids. And, and, um, and part of my part of my making the decision to leave that was because I was I was seeing so many people so many families being broken up like at, at the start and as they got closer to the end of their career you know what I mean and it, and it was like scary to me and I was like you know and my wife was in, in well my wife is still in that same career but I think it's I think when it's uh, when when you have it's almost like it's almost like uh, if you have two people that are act actors, you know, they're celebrities, right? And then, like, they both have the experience and they know what it takes. I mean, celebrities don't stay married for shit, right? But then, um, one leaves. Like, they're married and one decides to leave. And they stay married and they keep it together. And I think it's, it, it would be because one knows that industry they knows they they know what what the cost is so they have a more inside knowledge on what it takes to keep it together unlike someone unlike someone who marries um someone who's not in that um in that lifestyle and then they can't understand the stupid shit that goes along with it matter of fact there's a book by a comedian i just finished listening to and there were some things in there I just wanted to like, you know, some things she talked about that I just wanted to verify. And then when I was looking her up, 
I saw that um, that she was going through a divorce, and, and and matter of fact, she had this whole thing on one of her talk shows that uh, why, and it was because of that very fact what I was just saying, like he he like he married in he married her, even though at early age he married her, and he's not in that industry. It's just some shit. He was just like, you know what, I I. Even though, in my opinion, he signed up for that. Like, that's the thing. When you sign up for it, it's like, regardless, you you, you should be able to stick it out because you, I mean, you know, you you, you you didn't. It's not like you know, you if you marry somebody, and then and they are not a celebrity, then all of a sudden become a celebrity. You know, that's different. But if you marry into it, like, even if that person have aspirations of doing it, then that's one thing. So anyway, man, I, I just rambled on. I don't even know what I, where I started. Anyway, I, my, I guess my point was, I never wanted, I never wanted to let making a living, even though I came from shit, making a living, like, you know, prevent me from, from, from trying to do the things I, I want to do. So anyhow, anyway, um, so. Alright, so I, I was able to get my scan to work, my scanner to work, my old Microtech scanner. I think on one of the previous episodes, I told you guys that I wanted some consistency, so I was going to abandon the whole digitizing with my DSLR, and I did. So, um, but the one thing, the one thing about, like, this scanner I have, it's a Microtech 6800, I've told you, told you guys about it. I think I bought it in like 2005 for like about around five or six hundred bucks. So at the time, you know, it was it was the cream of the crop as far as home scanners, like um, pro level to advanced, you know, advanced amateur to pro level scanner, right? And one of the things I realized is in order to get a similar scanner, one because it has a it has it has a four by five scanning area for negative a four by five and I, and I didn't even think about this until I was looking at the two scanners I was looking at that are like under two hundred bucks the Epson Perfection five fifty and the Epson Perfection six hundred and they both scan up to one twenty and I didn't even it didn't even dawn on me until I saw a guy doing a review and he was saying like. Yeah, if you want to scan 4x5, you have to go up to like a $700 scanner, which is like the Epson Perfection. I think it's like the 800 or something like that. Or, or something. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it is. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't even think about that. You know, I, I, wasn't, even, I wasn't even thinking about I would lose that functionality if I went with one of those scanners. So... So now what I'm going to do, because I was going to end up selling this old scanner for like 40 bucks. I see I can get probably 30, 40 bucks. And then, you know, to subsidize buying a new scanner and all this other shit I got to get that I want to get. But I was like, no, I think I'll keep that thing around. <laughs> Even though it only scans at 2400 DPI, but if I'm just using it for 4x5, yeah, that's good enough. And the other thing is that the, the new scanners, the Epson Perfection 550 and 600, they scan at 6400 DPI. I think it's like 64 by 9600. 
I think that I think that's what it is. So it's a, you know definitely a higher resolution and probably faster. But I was able to scan some. Um, I was I was able to scan some uh, some negatives that I that had, that I had previously digitized, and you know just looking at them, it, it it came pretty close. You know what I mean? It's it's not even actually that much off. Like it's pretty damn close. But um, the thing is, is I would in order to keep some consistency, I would have to keep my scanner set up. I mean, I would have to keep my DSLR set up um, like the same way all the time. Otherwise, I I would have to do all this stuff in order to get it back to the same focusing level and the same you know to, to set it up the same exact way every single time and that's what made me think because I had to move my um I mean I have two bodies I could set one up but I had to use one body the, the body that I had sitting down because I wanted to take some pictures um and, and it was already down in the basement it was already set up on the tripod I wanted to take some pictures for some stuff I was putting on eBay and I usually do that on my like my tabletop, you know, my little tabletop light box setup. And then when I went back to digitize, I, I had to move everything around, and then it was everything was out of out of whack. <laughs> and I was like, this is gonna be a pain in the ass, you know. Every if I move this thing, every time I go to digitize, you know, because I'm not. If I had like a copy stand or something that had like defined measurements and things like that. It won't be that big of a deal, but I'm not. I'm shooting. I'm shooting on a tripod and like this fucking this ghetto rig setup I have. So that's what made me think. You know what? Let me revisit <laughs> trying to get this scanner to work. Um, and I went. I, I was messing around with through virtual boxes, and, and because my the problem with my scanner it only works on XP up to XP. So, uh, but anyway, long story short. I'm going to end up just getting a view scan and I'm going to just buy for my for everything up to 120 I'm just going to buy that Epson Perfection. I mean it's only a, uh, I saw uh, Epson sells them refurbished on eBay for 120 120 bucks. So I'm just going to buy one of those and that's the 550 model. I think the only difference between the 550 and the 600 is the 600 comes with Photoshop elements and who cares you know so uh, I think I saved myself. I think it's like 50, 60 bucks cheaper, and that's a that's a hundred foot roll of roll of film, right there, you know. So, um, so that's the way I'm gonna go. So that 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 that's the the last part that I'm I'm needing for my project is the scanner, um, the re reloadable cassettes, and I I. Uh, my film, a hundred foot roll of film, and I think I'm just gonna go with um, either the Ultrafine 400 or the, the Kitmore, Kitmere, um, because I saw, you know, I saw some comparison between that and HP5, because you know the whole thing with this project, man, I'm trying to, I, I, yeah, I, I could go with the whatever the best black and white film, the most flexible whatever but i'm I, you know i'm trying to stay I'm, I'm on it's on it's a budget thing man i'm trying to do this project as cheap as possible um so 
you know, a, a hundred foot roll of Kimir is under forty, under under forty bucks, and I think with shipping, the uh, ultra fine is like forty one or something like that. And I saw some results, and yeah, you can't you can't judge a hundred percent by online results because you don't know if somebody scanned them in and torqued them, tweaked them, did some shit. Uh, you really don't know, but um, the results I saw. Even though I haven't seen those results, because I'm shooting with Kent Mill 100 now, you know, uh, it, I haven't seen those results. But from from what I've seen, and from what I've researched, it seems like it's a pretty good film, the 400 version of the Kent Mill. And it seems like it. The only the only thing I can I can attest to is because in my in 120 format, I'm shooting the Arista EDU that you know edit that real basic film and that shit is at first I thought it was something I did but no I, I realized that that film is ultra uh, it's not very durable you know because I handled the 35 millimeter the uh, the, the 35 millimeter uh, film the same way and it and it's you know, like I use I use my squeegee to to uh, to dry up, to get the water off, excess water off. I, I agitate the same, and they and I, and I I handle those things like, you know, I, I'm not I'm not real delicate with handling this field. I don't use gloves, although I have them, the white gloves. I don't I don't I don't use all that shit, man. And so when I'm looking for film, that's one of the things I do pay attention to, like the durability, because I can't be pussyfoot with film. You know, I can't, I, I, it's just not me. I've never been like that to handle stuff all delicate. Um, it's just part of the aesthetic that, not not on purpose, it's just, you know, I just I just decided, well, that's going to be part of my aesthetic. <laughs> you know, I mean, to, uh, up to a certain point, you know what I mean? So I'm not, I'm not on purposely handling them rough, but I, I'm just not going to be putting on gloves when I'm, when I'm handling this, this, these negatives, so that's that's one big thing I, I started to look at, like what's the durability. And lucky enough, people were commenting on the durability of, of certain films. That you know, if you get this film, you you're gonna get good dynamic range, but you know, be careful when you're processing. So, so yeah, so there's, I mean, man, hopefully within two weeks I can get that thing on, a, on, on get that ball rolling. And um, start making some progress with it. The other thing I got going on is my uh, my workout challenge. I'm on day five, and <laughs> I've lost eight pounds. Now I'm not necessarily going for weight loss. I'm going for like, um, you know, I was I was getting all that beer weight, all that junk food weight from the summer. Uh, only uh, it was only about two weeks out of summer that I just really went crazy, but. I can tell you from this, because the previous time I did a challenge, it was like a 10-day challenge, and I lost 10 pounds within like that first week. And I actually feel better with losing this eight pounds in five days than I did with that um, when I lost that 10 pounds. So, and what I and what I did, I'm actually documenting the whole thing. And um, you know, I may release it, I may put it like on, on the ebook or something like that. But there's a few differences. I'm, I'm following the, the ketosis sort of theory of diet heavily. 
Uh, and the biggest, the big three things that I'm keeping out of my diet is booze, bread, and sweets. I call it BBS. Booze, bread, and sweets are the big things that I'm keeping out of my diet. And um, so I lost eight pounds. And I've been working out every morning doing what I call the 12. It's, it's just 12 basic exercises I do every morning. And then two days a week, or actually, I'm still deciding. Two, two or three days a week, uh, I'm going to do a two-a-day to where in the evening I, I'm going to do a heavy workout. You know what I mean? Like like a heavy load workout for sh like less than 20 minutes. And so that's what I've been doing. So, so I can... Um, keep my strength and get toned and get some cardio um you know some cardio do through my my morning like high intensity workout so that's the basis of it and i've been documenting i mean pretty much the foods i've been eating uh, you know um uh, every morning i eat two boiled eggs and some sausage like uh brat type sausage and then in the evening i eat some kind of meat you know, I'm not a I'm not a big steak and beef eater, so it uh, you know it's just been like burger patties, Angus burger patties, and then uh, you know again this is the first week, so that's that's what it's been pretty much the first week. And then if I have an appetite in the evening, I have like a a smoothie consisting of like almond milk, an avocado, um, protein powder, and like uh, peanut butter powder, and like chia seed, depending on what I had early in the day, I may throw like some pine nuts, you know, some more types of fats in there. But if I had like, you know, if I got like a lot of fats during the day, like a, a lot of omega-3s and a lot of, uh, uh, you know, like through almonds, walnuts and stuff like that, then I just add the avocado and leave it at that. And then some chia seeds and, and ice. And that's it. That's, that's it for the day. You know, wake up in the morning and do the same thing over. So that's pretty much what I've done these five days, and um, and that's you know eight pounds, and I weigh myself at the same time every every morning, so it can be you know the same. And I try to work out at the same time every morning just to gauge and see my levels of energy and stuff like that. You know what's funny? Like when I first started my morning workout, I was burning two hundred calories, you know, because I wear a polar. Uh, uh, heart monitor <clears throat> and watch receiver. So I was burning 200 calories in the morning and that was taking me around 13 minutes, 13, 14 minutes. And today I did that same, I mean, it's been the same workout every morning around the same time. I get up at 3 a.m. and uh, I'm, I'm down in my basement working out no less, no later than like 3.30. And days that I wake up a little later, like if I wake up at 3.30, I'm down there no later than 4. But what's funny is, this this goes to show you why you have to change things up. So the first day, it took me about 13, 14 minutes, and I burned 200 calories. Today I did it, I only burned, same same exercise, it took me less time and I burned uh, 171 calories. So it's almost like, I remember when I used to run like three to five miles every day in order for me to get the same heart, my heart rate up the same, I would, I would always have to increase the t intensity. You know what I mean? Because your body gets so adjusted. It's like, yeah, you're going to have to do a little more. Now I'm used to this. You're going to have to do a little more. 
So that's where I'm at with that morning workout. It's like my body's getting used to it now. It's like taking me a lot less effort to do the same exact thing. So, and I, I knew that was going to come. So that's why uh, my 12, my morning 12 is going to change every week. It's either going to change or I'm going to add some sort of weights to the workout. Like, like do it with a weighted vest or something like that. Or add like some, um, some, some dumbbells or something like that in order to increase the intensity. Otherwise, it's just going to plateau out. So, you know, so that, that's something... I I've all I, I know just from you know just from all these years of working out, but it's hard to it's hard to get you know a lot of people don't know that a lot of people don't get that like you just can't do the same shit over and over. And it's funny too because my wife she's doing the same diet, and um and she's always saying how it's like it's not fair how uh I can see results so quick, and it takes takes her so much more. You know, and, and that's one of the things we always do. But it, women are different, man. You know, it's like women. Matter of fact, there was an article I mentioned to her, and she said she actually read it. It was it was an article that said, uh, I think it was titled "How to Lose Weight Like a Man." You know, and it was it was talking about how it's harder for women to doing the same exact thing to see the same results as a man. Um, and that's just that's just life. That's just that's just the way it is. You know. So, and the other thing too is, even though I, I weigh myself the first of the week, work week, and the end of work week, but I take a picture every day because I'm more, I go more by the picture. And my wife, she go more by scale, you know. And, and, and I think that's always been a thing with men. You know, we, we if the mirror say, yeah, I'm, I'm looking all right, uh, I'm good, then that's, that's what we go by. So, um, so anyway, that's it. I know, I know I kind of rammed a lot in this episode, but stay tuned to, um, uh, you know, all these projects I'm, I'm talking about. And the reason why I mentioned them here is that's going to either make me into a liar <laughs> for, for saying I'm, a, you know, these projects I got going on. Oh, he got projects. Either going to make me into a liar or make me, you know, produce, make me create some shit. So anyway, that's it for this episode. Um, you know, for for the two my two followers, thank you guys. <laughs> my two and a half followers, thank you guys for following. Um, you got any questions, comments? Tell us at straighttalkuncut.com. Um, that's that's you know easy way to get me. Send questions, comments. If you got questions, I'll read them on the podcast and, and give you whatever advice I can offer. But until then, thank you guys for listening. Like I always say, I don't know a lot, but what I do know, I talk straight about. This has been Straight Talk Uncut. Thank you guys for listening. Talk to you in the next episode.